Hello and welcome to my podcast. I'm Brian, the UK Bitcoin Master. It's really great to have you here. Uh, Just a brief explanation before we get into the podcast in earnest. Uh, I've taken the MP3 from my YouTube uh, videos that I've done over the last few years and created them into podcast form. Now, what you'll notice through the podcast is that uh, on my YouTube channel, I clearly refer to articles that I'm showing on the live stream, which of course you're not going to be able to see on this podcast. So do take that as is, but enjoy the podcast nevertheless. Do check out my YouTube channel, ukbitcoinmaster.com. You'll find all the Bitcoin videos I've done to date. And also bitcoininterviews.com is where you'll find all the interviews that I've done with some of the greatest thought leaders in the Bitcoin space since I've been uh, live streaming. Uh, You can also check me out on Twitter, library.tv, BitChute, DTube, Facebook and Instagram, all at UK Bitcoin Master or forward slash UK Bitcoin Master. Finally, if you enjoy the content, please tweet it out on your Twitter uh, channel so that we can get ears on these podcasts. So thanks for being here. Enjoy the podcast. And that tells me it is 6 p.m. here in the UK, Uh, London time. Welcome, everybody. Um, I'm Brian, the UK Bitcoin Master. As always, back on a Monday with my regular um, UK Bitcoin Master live show. Welcome, everyone. Pound the like button. Don't forget to do that. Very important. Tweet it out. I'd really appreciate it. Bitcoin Maestro, proud Zionist you, has tweeted it out. Thank you very much. People, all you have to do is type in UK Bitcoin Master and it will not highlight for you, but it will highlight for me in orange and then I can uh, give you all a shout out. Take a note for the the disclaimer down here as well, people. I'm not going to draw attention to it, but you should be reading it. I don't give financial advice. I'm just uh, a guy from the UK that just wants to chat to people that are open to listening about Bitcoin. So very quickly over into the chat, I can see that the regulars are in. Uh, Zaza's with us. Uh, Michael Weber, welcome uh, to you. Michael, yes, that did highlight. Uh, My lovely wife, Elaine, is in. Hi to you. My daughter, Buffy W, is in. Hi, Casso. Who else have we got? Proud Zionist Jew. Obviously, I've seen JC um, Borta. Have I said that right, JC? JC Borta. Um, I'm doing my best to say it right. Um, I've just seen David Carney from Dublin. Welcome, David. Great to have you with us again, as always on the live show. And remember, people, if you want to get my attention, just type in UK Bitcoin Master. It will light it up orange my end. You won't see it your end, but I will definitely see it my end. And then obviously I can look over at what you're saying. The thing is, lots of conversation goes on over in the chat and it's moving all the time and it's catching out of the corner of my eye. And if I try to get involved in the conversation, as my lovely wife Elaine has pointed out in the past, I end up coming in halfway through a conversation and commenting on something I haven't got a clue about. So I'm not even going to go there. If you want to get my attention, type in a UK Bitcoin master. Uh, Pastor Phil is in the house in Ohio. So a shout out to Phil Volman. Phil, 
As always, great to have you with us uh, in the live chat. So the disclaimer is there. You've seen it. I'm going to get rid of it. I'm now going to pop up my websites. If you're brand new, go to ukbitcoinmaster.com. And that will take you to my YouTube playlist that's got every video I've ever done. Go to bitcoininterviews.com. That will take you to a YouTube playlist that has got only the live interviews I've done to date with some of the greatest thought leaders in the Bitcoin space, including Bitcoin Meister, who's in the chat using his backup channel, Proud Zionist Jew. I've interviewed Adam. Go and find that. BTC Sessions, Rocky Palumbo, Vortex has been on, Ansel Linder's been on, um, Phil Geiger's been on from Unchained Capital, um, Vlad Kostea. I've had some great guests, so well worth going and checking out um, those live interviews. I've reached out to people like Michael Saylor, um, Simon Dixon, not getting anything back from them. Um, I'm small fry compared to those guys, but again, if you guys tweet at them, it gives them half a chance of, <clears throat> excuse me, catching my channel. And maybe I may be able to get one of those big hitters on the show in the future. That would be uh, superb. Rocky Palumbo's in the house. Great to have you with us, Rocky. And finally, for anybody that wants to drop a tip, because clearly you need a thousand subscribers to open Super Chats. I don't do this for financial gain, so I'm not worried about that side of it. But people have reached out to me uh, after my videos and said, look, how are we supposed to leave you a tip? Well, there you go. Uh, Tipping.me slash at UK Bitcoin Master. You can drop a few Satoshis um, via that channel. So there we go. Let's get that out of the way. Um, and let's get over to the desktop. Let's see what's going on with these markets. And as always, I always tend to start with a quick look at the charts. And yeah, for all you fiat freaks out there that want the price to go up, the price is pumping, which is uh, always nice to see the green candles, but I don't get excited. I stay neutral because I've seen it fly up and I've seen it crash down. Doesn't bother me either way. The only reason I watch this is if I'm at a point where I need to dollar cost average in, it is always good if there's a load of red candles going down. But of course, I'm not particularly looking for that because if you know anything about DCAing or dollar cost averaging, it is putting a set amount every time you're paid in so that it evens out. Sometimes you buy when the price is up. Sometimes you buy when the price is down. And if you hold that, for that four-year cycle, from what I'm gathering, you will always be up on your initial investment. Um, yeah, what is Rocky saying? Happy Columbus Day. Banks are closed, but Bitcoin is open. Whatever Columbus Day is, I guess is something to do with America, I would imagine. So, yeah, the charts are looking good at the moment. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, considering everything we've been through with the early March crash, and then we've rebounded steadily. And then obviously we had the news of um, the president getting the virus and obviously BitMEX. And then it crashed down again and it's rebounded again. And here we are sat around the mid 11,000. So looking pretty, pretty exciting um, at the moment. You know, every one of us are asking that question. When is this thing going to go crazy? Nobody can predict that. Don't even try. Even the so-called experts 
They can't predict it, okay? So don't listen to them. And by the way, whilst we're on that, let me give you my definition of an expert, shall I? Let's break the word up into X and spurt. X is a has-been and spurt is a drip under pressure. There's no such thing as an expert. There are authorities. They, there are people that know the subject, but there are no such things as experts and gurus and goodness knows what, particularly in Bitcoin. So don't try and guess the markets. If you do, you will fail miserably and therefore you don't want to be trading. So I found some articles to have a quick look at. I found this one um, from Cointelegraph. Crypto banks are going to swallow fiat banks in three years or less. Again, this is just a headline grabber. Um, you know, I thought it was worth sharing because if I scroll down and we take a look at what they're saying, it says within a few years, a younger generation of financial services customers are going to be able to walk into a bank and gain access to credit products, <coughs> excuse me, savings accounts and investments that can host both crypto and fiat assets. In fact, the inroads that will allow for all of this to happen are already breaking ground. And they really are. You probably already know that Kraken, a cryptocurrency exchange based out of San Francisco, is now the first ever cryptocurrency business in the United States to become a bank. For now, being an officially chartered... <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, people. <coughs> that was a tickle in my throat. That shows we're live. Uh, where were we? Is now the first ever cryptocurrency uh, business in the United States to become a bank. For now, being an officially chartered bank uh, means that Kraken will be able to offer more banking and funding options to existing customers. It also means Kraken Financial is going to be able to operate in multiple jurisdictions without having to deal with state-by-state -state, uh, compliance plans. Kraken is currently working with Silvergate Bank to offer SWIFT and Fedwire funding options to U.S. customers. More and more of these kinds of partnerships will become the status quo in the near future. That's why now is the time for traditional banks that are lagging behind to start paying attention. Of course, we've got Caitlin Long's Avanti Bank as well. Keep that one in mind. So, you know, none of us know what's going to happen, but we all feel there is most definitely some momentum going on. And you know, none of us can predict how fast this is going to go. But if you can imagine when I got into Bitcoin three and a half years ago, the mere thought of a bank custodying Bitcoin was unheard of. You know, you'll never see Bitcoin in a bank. Now look at what we've got with Caitlin Long's Avanti Bank. You know, we've got Kraken doing it now. All American banks can now custody custody, cryptocurrencies. So the floodgates are open. You've then got the micro strategies of the world, the grayscales, you know, Galaxy Digital and all that lot that are piling Bitcoin into their portfolios. So it's all going on, people. And, you know, miss out at your peril, but don't try and predict when the whole thing's going to climb. Crypto experts agree PayPal could offer Bitcoin next. Again, you know, we don't know, do we? But I think I did 
Yeah, will PayPal support Bitcoin next? Ari Paul, CIO and M managing partner at Block Tower Capital, recently predicted that PayPal could make an announcement about Bitcoin by the end of the year. Square News is cool, but PayPal has 10x the users. And I think we'll see PayPal announce support for BTC uh, by the end of the year, he says. Again, we don't know that. We can't predict that. But again, this is really, really bullish news. I think you would agree. OK, uh, what else? Uh, OK, here we go again. This seems to be quite the norm on my live shows where we seem to get one tab that won't load. Uh, eight public listed companies are holding Bitcoin in Treasury. Who will be next? Let's take a look at um, who they are. <clears throat> Let's scroll up, down, whatever the case may be. Let's get down to the bottom. I think I highlighted. No, there we go. So we're talking of Galaxy MicroStrategy. Um, you've got Square. You've got Riot Blockchain, Cypherpunk Holdings, Grayscale, Bitcoin Trust. I mean, look at their holdings over on the right. MicroStrategy, 38,000. BTC, Galaxy Digital 16, Square 4. Um, you've got um, Riot Blockchain 1000, Cypherpunk Holding 204 BTC. Uh, I don't know, there you go. Um, they're a public company, I guess. Grayscale 449,000 uh, Bitcoin. As it goes on, it also talks of eToro of now divulged that they had BTC in their treasury since 2011 and are still uh, holding or hodling. Kraken as well has admitted in a roundabout way. So, you know, who's next? This is the question, people. Who is going to be next? Who is going to shock us by entering the Bitcoin realm <clears throat> by putting some of their assets, some of their treasury money into uh, Bitcoin? JC uh, Borta. I'm doing my best to get it right, JC. Uh, I love that chess picture, all the pieces versus Bitcoin. Yeah, no, absolutely love it. Wh who's going to get the checkmate, JC? It is going to be Bitcoin. Sorry, it's me getting excited again. Thank you. Yeah. OK, 1.5 billion in Bitcoin now locked up in Ethereum. Here's the thing. Let's have a look at what they're saying here. <clears throat> and then I'll give you my two penneth. To be clear. We're talking about synthetic Bitcoin, Bitcoin that's been converted into Ethereum based tokens that represent Bitcoin. The most popular is wrapped Bitcoin or WBTC, which holds 73% of the market share. Next up is RenBTC with 20%. People are moving lots of Bitcoin to Ether to make the most of this summer's uh, DeFi centralized, De centralized finance boom. Such products as decentralized lending protocols, non-custodial exchanges and synthetic Derivatives like WBTC were all the rage this summer, but you have to use Ethereum-based tokens to use them. What does this say to me? Not your keys, not your coins. <clears throat> I am never, ever going to relinquish my keys or my coins, no matter what the potential returns are with things like this. So if you've got any sense, people, and I don't give financial advice, <clears throat> excuse me, Buy, hold, do nothing, wait. 
change your family's lives. Cy Flyer 67, welcome to the show. As always, good morning uh, to you. So this one is just me saying to you all, if you go and put anything into this, you're barking mad, in my own personal opinion. Don't, but look how much is being pumped into it. I think these are going to be the ICOs of 2020. I think a lot of people are going to get hurt. Um, the backdrop for institutions to adopt Bitcoin has never been better. What is this one about? Uh, uh, we've got a bit of a problem now, people. I can't talk to you about the article because it says you need an account to sign in. Whereas when I save this tab, it was already there for me. So, OK. So the backdrop for institutions to adopt Bitcoin has never been better. I think you would agree. If I just talk about this for a moment, what I've already said, haven't I? Look at the, the micro strategies, the squares of this world that are piling into Bitcoin. Who's going to be next? Are you telling me, <coughs> excuse me, that there are not other companies like Square, like um, MicroStrategy that aren't sitting around meetings, boardroom meetings now saying, we don't want to be left behind here. Do you not think there's companies that behind the scenes are doing their due diligence, doing their research, getting into the rabbit hole to ensure that they don't get left behind? Now, as Michael Saylor said on an interview I watched with Pump, I believe, you know, he said they won't just jump in. Big companies don't do that. What they do is they research, they brainstorm, they sit around the table, they have meetings, they discuss, they watch the charts, they listen to the analysts. And then they make decisions, which could be six months, nine months, a year before masses of them start to pile in. But pile in they will. And we, as strong hand Bitcoiners, we need to be ready for when that happens. How do you be ready? You don't need to know tons. You just need to be off the zero mark and holding Bitcoin offline on a hardware device, looking after your own private keys. That's all you need to be doing because the backdrop, the companies that are coming in, we've got the pandemic that's been going on. We've got the economies being closed down. We've got the, the burr as the print has been going off in the US, printing money out of thin air. And interestingly enough, I want to read you something. And I was doing some research today. <clears throat> we throw the word trillion around very loosely, don't we? Oh, trillion, 10 trillion, whatever. Here's a thought for you all. When I had to write this down, let me give you the difference between a million, a billion and a trillion. Okay. One million seconds equals 12 days. One billion seconds, 12 years. One trillion seconds, 31 years and 600, 31,668 years. Think about that, the difference between a billion and a trillion. Absolutely monstrous. So the backdrop with everything that's going on is right. All the companies now looking at Bitcoin, the mainstream media not slamming it like they did when I got involved with Bitcoin. This is all the backdrop that this article is referring to that I'm telling you, we are so well poised.
We just don't know when. Okay, quick interlude. I want to give Dan a shout out. Just learn Bitcoin.com. Head over there if you're new and you want advice, whether you want to learn about Bitcoin, whether you want wallet setup and backup storage solutions, end of life planning, vanity addresses, questions about mining. Can you recover some coins sent to the wrong chain? It's all doable. You can also get incredible bracelets like the one I'm wearing with the BTC logo on both sides there over there. Typically, they've got all the um, swag merchandise you could ever want over there. <clears throat> so do check JustLearnBitcoin.com out, seriously. But whilst you're there, go inside the homepage, scroll down and find this box. And when you click this box, go and support, please, Pastor Phil Volman's cause. Phil is in the chat with us right now. Phil has been accumulating Bitcoin for several years and then all of a sudden doing a firmware update on his Trezor. He was hacked. He lost it all. Here's the story. 16 years, a man of the cloth. He was in the American military during the Vietnam War. His family have taken in and adopted disabled children and brought them up as their own. We've even got the transaction ID here of the hacker that stole, stole Phil's Bitcoin. And if you go back to the front page, there's a couple of videos here that explain with Phil talking how he lost his Bitcoin. And I want you all to stop there for a moment and imagine right now, and some of you may have, but imagine you had 14 Bitcoin. Forget the point two for a minute. At 10K, not 11 that's $140,000 at today's prices. If that 10x is, which I firmly believe it's going to and some, that's 1.4 million. How would you feel if you had that hacked? Would you want the community to come out and support you and maybe make a tiny donation to help you get some of that Bitcoin back? That is why I plug this cause every show because there are causes out there, um, I won't name them, where people just throw Bitcoin at them. And yet I battle to get people to make a tiny donation on Phil's site for a really genuine individual. Rocky has just put the link in the chat where it will take you straight directly to the site. Um, if you click on any of the links on any of the pages, it will take you to Tallycoin, where, as you can see here, you can make a donation of even 50 cents. And 10,000 people donating 50 cents would be helpful. A thousand people donating 100 dollars would be helpful. Whatever you can afford, please try and make a tiny donation to Phil's cause. As you can see here, the last donation was on the 23rd of August. Now, I know I've only got a small subscriber count, but if you guys can help me to help Phil, you retweet this out. You tweet Phil's link out, something to get more eyeballs on the cause. And my goal, my hope, I pray that one day we might get a whale see that link and make a nice one Bitcoin, half a Bitcoin, a quarter of a Bitcoin donation to Phil's cause. So even if it's 50 cents, a dollar, go over and make a tiny donation. I know I will appreciate it. Phil will really appreciate it. He appreciates every single donation that comes in. 
Thank you, everyone. Back to the show. I found a few tweets worth sharing. I got a couple from Mr. Controversial, actually, Andy Hoffman. Like I've always said, whether I disagree or agree with someone, if their tweet is worthy, I will talk about it. For your attention, Twitter has 3.1 billion of cash and 4.7 billion of short-term liquid investments on its balance sheet. Guaranteed, Jack Dorsey is pitching Twitter's board on buying Bitcoin too. It's just a matter of time before Twitter pulls the trigger in much bigger size. It's what I've been saying. That's a thread of this show. Um, all of a sudden, it's going to go. So you've got to get your dollar cost averaging done. You know, we all put it off till tomorrow. It's called procrastination. If you're looking at this for the first time, if you just found my channel in the future, if you're listening to this on the podcasts, YouTube, library.tv, BitChute, DTube, wherever you're watching or listening, get off the zero right now and get in the Bitcoin game. You won't regret it. Okay. Hal Finney, one of the early Bitcoiners that was around with Satoshi. Plan B, or 100 trillion USD, tweeted this out, and I wanted to read it to you. So on the next tab, here's, let me read it to you. <clears throat> this is from 11 years ago, people, maybe 10 years ago, a decade ago. It's interesting that the system can be configured to only allow a certain maximum number of coins ever to be generated. Do you notice he said it's interesting? We say it's exciting, it's visionary, but how it's interesting because we, he didn't have the history of where Bitcoin is today to go by. I guess the idea is that the amount of work needed to generate a new coin will become more difficult as time goes on. One immediate problem with any new currency is how to value it, even ignoring the practical problem that virtually no one will accept it at first, and they didn't, there is still a difficulty in coming up with a reasonable argument in favour of a particular non-zero value for the coins. As an amusing thought experiment, Imagine that Bitcoin is successful and becomes the dominant payment system in use throughout the world. Then the total value of the currency should be equal to the total value of all the wealth in the world. Current estimates of total worldwide household wealth that I have found a decade ago range from one to three hundred trillion with 20 trillion, full stop, with 20 million coins, that gives each coin a value of about 10 million per coin. So the possibility of generating coins today with a few cents of compute time may be quite a good bet. Just a bit, Halfinny, with a payoff of something like 100 million to one. Even if the odds of Bitcoin succeeding to this degree are slim, well, it, we're doing all right so far, Hal. They are really 100 million to one against something to think about, Hal. For me, that was very, very, very profound when you consider 
we're 11 years on or 10 years on, whenever it was that Hal um, first, I think this was an email, I believe, or something on a, a Reddit thread or somewhere like that. I can't quite remember, but quite profound uh, nonetheless. Jimmy Song says, money is the one topic you can't afford to be ignorant about. Yep. Start down that rabbit hole and you'll end up at Bitcoin. Don't you just agree with that one? Another Bitcoin OG there. Simon Dixon, a fellow Brit. This is what happened to those that held their savings in USD instead of Bitcoin over the last five years. And they look at us like we're crazy for holding our savings in Bitcoin. This should really sum the whole show up. <clears throat> this is real. This should really sum up what I've been saying about getting some skin in the game. Look at what happens if you leave your money in savings. It doesn't matter whether it's the US dollar, the British pound, the yen, the euro. They're all taking a nosedive, people. So, yes, of course, it's risky getting into Bitcoin. But the upside is absolutely tremendous and well worth getting off of ground zero. And finally, another Andy Hoffman tweet. And this is in response to Mr. Schiff again. Mr. Schiff said, Bitcoin spiked 4% on news that Square invested 50 million, 1% of total assets into Bitcoin. But that but that buying has already taken place. Speculators are betting the announcement will attract new buyers. The real news is Square's buying failed to push Bitcoin above its 2019 high. This guy has got such a, a, a high time preference. He's just not getting it. You've got to zoom out. And I think when I, I don't want to give this, keep giving this guy credence, but only time will tell who is going to have egg on their face. And I just have a feeling here that he's going to have mega egg on his face. So Andy Hoffman tweeted back saying, biggest moron in financial history. More so each day and you ain't seen nothing yet. And by the way, for those music lovers, that was Bachman Turner Overdrive. What a rocking song that was as well. I was going to sing it, but I'm not going to do it now. So there's a few tweets to be going on with people. Let's pull the show together with a quote. You know me in quotes. Learn to appreciate what you have before time makes you appreciate what you had. Why have I put this one up? Because people are wishing the 2024 halving to come, the 2028 halving to come. People, life is going by in a heartbeat. I remember my 21st birthday, and it was 40 years ago. Don't wish your life away. Appreciate what you have today, because pretty soon you'll be blinking and you'll be looking back at what you had. So let's put that into Bitcoin context. How much Bitcoin have you got? What you want is dollar cost averaging whatever you can, because whatever Bitcoin you can amass you will have more than 99% of the world has got. Trust me. So in terms of a life lesson, learn to appreciate what you've got now before time slips by and you appreciate what you once had, maybe your youth, because that's where I'm at 
right now. So people, that is my Bitcoin show for today. I hope you got something from it, each and every one of you. Please, can I ask you, tweet this out. Like the video, share it, subscribe if you're new. Hit that bell notification button and click all notifications. You'll get notified 30 minutes before I go live and then when I'm live. If you follow me on Twitter at UK Bitcoin Master, I always tweet out an hour before my show's due to go live. And I tweet that out again two or three minutes before I go live. So therefore, if YouTube lets you down and doesn't send you a notification that I'm live, Twitter will. So please tweet this out, like this, share it, subscribe, bash the bell button, follow me on the other social media platforms. Please, 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 if you're new to this show, if you're watching this in the future, go and find my backup channel, UK Gap Bitcoiner, and subscribe there. You won't get any shows there. It is my backup channel so that if YouTube take this one down like it did once before last year, I can instantly move over to UK Bitcoiner and I can go live again and you guys can find me. So again, subscribe over there. Bash that bell button too. You won't get any notifications unless this channel goes down, but it means you're set up if this channel goes down for me to move over there and continue with my live streams. That is it, people. Um, I'll be back on Thursday, again, 6 p.m. London time uh, with my first regular Thursday UK Bitcoin Master live show. To every one of you that supported me in the chat, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for your support. Go and find a couple of Bitcoiners that you know or are just getting into Bitcoin. Tell them about my show if you think it's valuable, if you think I can inspire somebody to get into Bitcoin, to learn to have a strong Bitcoin hand, etc. Get them to get some eyeballs on this channel. We can swell the numbers. We can get more noobs finding channels like mine. Um, until Thursday, I'll leave you with my social media links. Again, if you're watching this on YouTube, click on the squares that will appear in the social media page. Check me out. Follow me on, say, Library or BitChute or somewhere like that. Um, and that is it. I will catch you all on Thursday. Have a great week, everyone. Signing off, Brian, the UK Bitcoin Master. I am out of here. See you Thursday.